forever. Dog. Warning, today's episode includes everyone's least favorite Indiana Jones adventure, old oars with old men's names, and the thrilling conclusion to a tale involving two pizzas. Welcome to our Tropical Hideaway episode, you lucky people you. It's Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, hosted by three grown men who can finally sleep at night knowing that Munch's make-believe band is fully intact at several Chuck E. Cheese locations across this great nation. I'm Scott Garner, joined by Mark, Mike Carlson and Jason Sheridan. Uh, I'm Mike Carlson. I saw a couple people tweeted us yep. this, letting us know of certain locations where, yeah, the full Chuck E. Cheese band is still playing and rocking out. Yep. At the restaurant, because we were worried, because they're supposedly getting rid of the band. Yeah. This and is I Jason Sheridan, by the way. May, yeah. still, may still happen, and it's been in the process of happening for a long time. This is following up on something we talked about in our uh, episode about fellow beloved uh, food-centric animatronic uh, Sunny Eclipse. Uh, with Jenny Nicholson, we we were expressed our concern that the band was starting to disappear, and for mm -hmm. a long time, there's been this version that's a bunch of screens and only one Chuck E. Cheese, who I don't like, who just has big, uh, boring T-shirt with a C on it and gym shorts. Boring. I don't like that yeah. Chuck. He's got to have the bowler hat, and he's uh, got to be a wise guy uh, in a tuxedo. To clarify, though, there are no bowler hat Chuck E. Cheese bands or I, are there? I think they're uh, that I'm not sure. I'm not I, I'm forgetting at the moment uh, what if you're seeing a full munch's make believe band. I forget what Chuck is wearing. I saw but it's not so 2002 skater punk. But it's Chuck. in that vein. I saw a picture. Somebody tweeted us a picture of the full band and Chucky is not where he's wearing more of the shirt and shorts. OK. Skateboard guy, because he's kind mm. of gone through a different couple different looks after the bowler hat. Um, he has the skateboard look, but then he also is like the newer one is like the shrunken mouse rock and roller mouse, I think, who has like yeah. a guitar. And I think is voiced by the lead singer of Bowling for Soup. The band we all talk about at all times, Bowling for Soup. Yeah. They tapped into the coolest music to yes. revamp Chuck. Um, yeah, that's the strangest thing about all the Chuck E. Cheese is that you're looking at it. You can have in your view five different Chucks at any get like the one on the video is a puppet. And then there's mm -hmm. a walk around that looks different than the animatronic. Right. It's it's it all it's all a big mess. And it's been a big mess for a long time. And, and depending on what restaurant, maybe yeah, they have different Chucks. I'm, I'm hoping somewhere there's a bowler hat Chuck. I think there might be Do somewhere. You, does the walk around one? Can the walk around one be out and about while the show is going on? Good I feel question. like they Pop don't have the discipline to factor bad show. I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying, because my memory as a kid was that he would just be roaming around while the robot was on stage. Yeah. And I'm a weird. I was a weird enough little kid where I would have been like, well, this is impossible. Like this is. <laughs> Cognitive dis. I mean, I wouldn't have been a little kid talking about cognitive dissonance, but I, I, I would have known something was up. Had a weird feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
There, I like to kind of think of it maybe as like a Chuck multiverse or so, a Chuck E. Cheese multiverse where there's different mm. versions. Earth 2 Chucky or 3 Chucky. That I would have been, that justification I would have been okay with me as a Right, because it's a nerdy DC Comics thing. Yeah. Into the Chuckiverse. The, ch- <laughs> the, Chuck, the Chuckiverse. I mean, if we're not hired to write that, I don't know who should be. <laughs> well, if it's anything, if it's anywhere near the ilk of Chuck E. Cheese's previous mm-hmm. film, which I believe is called Chuck E. Cheese in the Galaxy 5000, I could be getting the number wrong. I think my you, deepest that, apologies. That's where Chuck E. meets Power Man 5000. Right? <laughs> they hit all the biggest bands. Yeah. They all want to be part of the Chuck family. Um, that, that It's a weird movie where Chuck takes some real human <laughs> children to space to participate in some kind of like... Uh, I mean, honestly, our recent topic, Alita Battle Angel, it really seems like a predecessor to Motorball. Um, <laughs> I think they I right, think Alita yeah. ripped it off from Chuck E. Cheese in the Galaxy 5000. I think that's right. Uh, we'll talk about the Galaxy 5000 more. I, but I, I, I'm not totally sure where it came out. But my thought and hope is that it was a tape that was a f- like almost a full length film that you there was a prize that you got with oh, tickets. I, I think that's imagine. probably right. <laughs> yeah. Which now is just on YouTube for free. But uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I really love it. But let me just say, let me let me call out the specific because we yeah, we put this out there is the full Munch's make believe band there with uh, uh, Mr. Munch. Pasquale P. Pie Plate, mm-hmm. Helen Henney, mm-hmm. and uh, Jasper, T. Jasper T. Giles. Great. Uh, uh, are they still nodding and clicking around anywhere? And then all of the answers were from California, but they're spread across California. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Fernando Mendez wrote us that in Scripps Ranch uh, in San Diego, there is a full band. Uh, uh, Josh Ship or shippy or ship i that's a person who comments on a lot of stuff and i know he's a big fan of the show i'm sorry i don't know how to say your name but thanks for listening uh, uh but josh told us that at least as of a year ago they were still in pasadena um and uh mike olson tweeted at us that in temecula there is not only a full munch's make-believe band but also a rocky mountain chocolate factory with oh. my beloved truffles the big sad <laughs> teddy bear uh that lives at uh um uh, that lives at the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory, who people have been sending photos of, which makes me very mm-hmm. happy, makes my wife very happy. Uh, so let, I want to institute that same policy with this. If you are, if your hometown or somewhere you're visiting has a full Munch's Make Believe Band, tweet at us with a photo and, the ha- and I'll propose the hashtag full munch. <laughs> hashtag full munch. Uh, and also, especially if Chucky is in his classic outfit. That's the Please. holy grail. I'll give you. I'll give my cell phone out now if you want to text that photo to me here because <laughs> I'm so. I need to see that right away. So you can't have the barricade of potentially that you don't have Twitter, right? So I'll just at the end of the episode, I'll give my phone number out, and uh, only in that instance that you see Chuck E. Cheese in his full classic uh, red and yellow bowler hat outfit, please text me <laughs> immediately. Uh, <laughs> a lot of power. Uh, Don't abuse it. Call. Call. Honestly, call. If it's the middle of the night, I'll wake up and... You know what's weird? I trust our fans. I think our fans would respect <laughs> this because they seem proud of being good boys as well. I mean, who knows? My fear is that the episode falls into the clutches of a non-fan and a right. non-good boy who does abuse the phone number privileges. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, hey, our phones are... Are you guys just getting calls about, like, you know... 
discount leg braces all day like I am. Like I like I get nothing but scam calls. The Subaru anyway. Dealer, the Subaru dealer like re- nearby has been calling me. I don't know why. I haven't mm. looked for a car in eight years. You don't currently own a Subaru. No, huh? Never owned a Subaru. I just get the cloned like phone numbers close to my own, and yeah. if you answer, it just says if you'd like to be put on the do not call list or mm-hmm. like. Hilton Vacations would would be interested in, in uh-huh, uh. you, but as we, you know, we're we're Westgate people, okay? You know, <laughs> that's what I tell them. Like I'm a Westgate man. All You're, right. Yep. Westgate for life. Westgate yeah, you can't, for life. Can't change now. Great so, timeshares. Good people who run it. So numbers similar to your own number. That's interesting. Like yeah. what? Like what would your phone number? But what's like a similar number to your phone number? I don't. Uh, I have it. I, no, that's okay. I no, uh, that's all right. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, have faith in our fans, uh, uh, but I do not have faith of, uh, 2019. One of the main things people being into being restraint. Uh, I feel like that's not hmm. uh, really in vogue. There's been many right good now. years for restraint, of course, but 2019, yeah. a bad year yeah, for yeah. restraint. 2004 is a real Great restraining year. For year. Restraint. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, like first half of 2015, <laughs> but. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, in, uh, preparing for this episode, uh, met, uh, one of our very nice, nice listeners at Tropical Hideaway who immediately okay. <laughs> uh, posted uh, that we were doing an episode about this, Robert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, Jason, uh, I think nice of the you. three of us doesn't like spoilers about our future episodes. It's, I look, I like the element of surprise. I, I like to have saying. fun. Mm. That that's my little fun. Mm-hmm. Is the surprise is seeing people surprised. Right, because you like to wake so. up every Friday morning is like Christmas morning. Yeah, for the listeners, and you like to be like a benevolent Santa Claus and look on Twitter and say, Ah, yes, look what I've done. <laughs> Look yeah. what gift I've given the yeah, listeners I like to, today. Uh, yeah, I like to. I, it makes me feel like God, honestly. Oh, okay. <laughs> more powerful than Santa. More yeah, powerful. Santa is kind of a deity figure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Hey, I no, you know what? I, I'm with you. I, I like that. And you know, you you write the little teases before the. Uh, before the episodes come out. Oh, I out. like to have a little fun with those. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like when sometimes, sometimes it like late, like people know it right away and oh my God, it's this. And sometimes it's a real hidden clue and, mm-hmm. and you don't know. And sometimes you say an old friend comes back and people always think it's Bugsy. Yeah. No matter yeah. who, it's never been him. It's never Will been it be him someday? I would say never. It'll never, he'll never be back. Not on my watch. Yeah. That Certainly son of a bitch. there will be no warning. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, he could be around. And really, though, we say we're not going to have him back at, on any podcast. He could walk in the door at any minute. We'll, right. We won't know. So, like, listeners, beware. Yeah, and if you're a listener and you see one of us out with an old time gangster who's a skeleton, don't tell the other listeners that he's be- coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're just yeah, if you're sampling like the food at the the BR guest restaurant with mm-hmm. with Bugsy. If there's um, a yeah, if there's a skeleton in a gangster hat with <laughs> Jason. <laughs> You're Jason, right? From Podcast Red. And you're Bugsy, right? The villain who uh, uh, haunts Podcast Red and shoves jewels into their mouths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good to meet you. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, it was uh, very nice to meet Robert, who started our subreddit. Uh, meet him down there. I met a nice young couple on Main Street, too. I did not catch their names. I love uh, you. Shaking hands. An yeah. older befuddled relative who had no idea who I was. Um, but yes, nice mm. to see you all. Hey, fun. Hey, what a blast. Well, so... 
Yeah, because you went down there to sample the eats and treats at today's topic, the Tropical Hideaway. Yes, from mm-hmm. one uh, animatronic based restaurant to another. Mm-hmm. Another f- food, but there's probably some like little code word we could like rest like of animatronics that live close to food and talk about food mm-hmm. like food centric I, th- well, I think we could crack the little like I'll, I'll have that in the back of my head uh for the episode but okay. I, i'd like to officially coin the term there mm-hmm. um and if i were quicker i'd do it right now <laughs> uh, uh but it's not coming to me mm-hmm. but we'll hey we'll, we'll, we'll get into the thing uh, uh tropical hideaway if you are not if you are a, a person who goes to the other parks not disneyland tropical hideaway is the restaurant that recently opened uh that that shares walls with the enchanted tiki room it's right between the enchanted tiki room Mm -hmm. and the jungle cruise right along the banks of the river and for a long time this was a closed off uh, dining area with even a a big wall and a gate and now it's open concept and you can look into it as you finish your jungle cruise ride and i think it's been very well regarded and uh, and enjoyed by people but we haven't really talked about it here yet so let's do it Mm -hmm. yeah um, should we start a little history of the area, perhaps? Like what was here before? I'd love to. Yeah. And I, if, do you guys, little T, let's not say it yet. Do you guys know what was there around like 2008? Did you find this? I believe so because I think I saw it. Oh, okay. All right. Wonderful. Oh, uh, not you, Mike? It's not coming to me. Ooh, it's really good. We'll see if I, I was. So we'll I, get there. So I wondered if, a this, tease. if this history was thin and not with what I found. So anyway, uh, I, I, yeah, I think when the Tiki Room opened in the early 60s, uh, if not right away, then fairly soon after uh, they opened this facility, the Tahitian Terrace, uh, which is like a Polynesian themed restaurant where they did uh, luau kind of shows, I think. Yeah, yeah. They were like. Hula girl, talk, not that's probably a very base description of whatever it is, but like women in grass skirts shaking their hips, uh, yeah. men with fire coming and doing crazy little like fire dances and stuff. Presumably some Kahlua pork, uh, uh, fruit well, juices. I have, a, I have, a, have menu. a menu, I have a menu of the Tahitian Terrace that sort I found. Sort of smaller scale, what would become, you know, a lot of the dining and entertainment at the Polynesian. Right. Down the uh, line. Of course, now it's taking me a second to find the menu. Here it is. Uh, Tahitian Terrace. They had a Polynesian combination platter, which was barbecue ribs, crisp fried shrimp, tempura, chicken almond with Polynesian vegetables, Cantonese rice, $1.85. Yeah, everything's <laughs> cheap as hell. Sur- surf <laughs> rider. Tropical hideaway. Royal <laughs> choice chopped beef steak with pineapple spear, vegetable, and Cantonese rice, $1.65. Uh, they had pineapple ribs, Monte Cristo sandwich, a dollar fifty. I don't know. This really sounds like we're a bunch of old men now. Look, can you believe it? <laughs> how cheap it was and how expensive it is now. Used to be able to get a ham sandwich fried, wrapped in flour, and fried for only two bucks. <laughs> they would pay you to cart it away. <laughs> <laughs> here's uh, Jason. Here's you're going to be interested. The desserts: mm. rum and raisin ice cream wafer. Nice, forty That's cents. Good. Oh. Tahitian rainbow ice cream and a wafer, 40 cents. Coconut pineapple ice cream covered with crushed fresh strawberries, 65 cents. And Polynesian rum cake, 40 cents. Can you believe it? They were playing it less safe back then than I feel like Tropical Highway is playing now. 
You mean that you mean these are uh, bold choices? Yeah, as opposed I, to what I they have in the so. menu now. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because the desserts are pretty basic. Yeah, they're they're it's not a big old variety. It's kind of like soft serve I mean, there, at the end of the day. There's variety for typical theme park cuisine. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I'll give them that. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's there's one really odd thing that I saw in there that I guess this wasn't even in the dessert portion. I don't know what. You would call this exactly. What genre of food is this? Uh, the Wahi Mahana Hua Salada, a bouquet of tropical fruit with lime sherbet on shredded lettuce. <laughs> what? what in the world? That's a, yeah, I feel like that's a real throwbacky kind of like before mm-hmm. food was good. Yeah. Like I feel like I've read articles of like before the 1970s or even the 1980s, food tasted uh, bad for the most part. <laughs> that's what um, I am at. Whenever I see old menus i've looked at like what they would have at the contemporary and yeah there's a lot of like gelatins that are yes. sort yeah. of it's a very that's a very like or Mad like Men type. ambrosia salad yeah. you know can can stuff and marshmallows and people got hooked on certain foods during the wars and it took a while for those to get out of circulation, I yeah. feel like. I mm-hmm. mean, Walt loved canned chili and diet custards. Like, you can see his <laughs> shopping list and his pantry, like, recreation at the Disney Family Museum. And diet custards is the funniest thing. Have you, Jason Sheridan, ever had a diet custard? I probably have. But truthfully, I don't really like any, like, artificial sweetener kind of, like, I don't think stuff. I've ever had custard. I've had got to have custard You've somewhere. Had custard. I mean, lots of things On are considered or custard. Something? Yeah. Oh. Oh, there's egg custard. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, some soft serve ice creams are, yeah, are no, called I've custard, had custard if, depending cu- on the milk fat or eggs. At or, uh, Culver's in the Chicago area, now that I think about it, I think they call that custard. Yeah. So I've sure. had custard. I don't know if I've had diet custard, though. Like What Walt. is it? What, yeah. Does that mean it's artificial? It's like NutraSweet type ingredients? I, that's what I'm assuming like diet custard or light custards uh, uh, would would be considered, and over a bed of shredded lettuce, over yes, delicious, nutritious lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the combo of dessert and gelatin and savory foods in general. What were we doing? Why did this yeah, happen? That, the, uh, my grandmother always make a Jello mold. She always be like, "I'm making a Jello mold," and then like once in a while, I would have fruit in it, and I would like wait for the pieces of fruit, and the fruit was always like not mar- not not, uh, not the sweet cherry, like different cherries. And I'm trying to think what the different type of cherries are, mm-hmm. not maraschino cherries, but like a different sweet cherry. And yeah. it would be all like it would be like basically fruit cocktail fruit. Did you have that as a child? Yeah. It would be a fruit cocktail. And it was just like coated in this like sugar syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every piece like it was probably like peaches and cherries and then a couple other fruits. And but it was coated in a sugar syrup as if fruit isn't sweet enough. And then you'd throw that in the jello mold and then we would eat it as as children. Yeah, Making, yeah, if that fruit needs a lot of help. Yeah, it's <laughs> really weird. Uh, um, yeah, that doesn't Well, you got to remember changing um, uh, uh, refrigeration and stuff. Like, it used to be a real treat to bring a bag of oranges back from Florida. Like, they would sell, like, citrus crates and stuff at the Contemporary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, like, a, an orange in your stocking. Like, that was a real treat because, like, oh, citrus season is either ending mm. soon it's going to be harder or at least expensive yeah, yeah. to get this we're, stuff and we're only like 30 years away from going back to this <laughs> where uh there'll be oh, seasons, scarcity, yeah, scarcity sure. for fruits and 
would be, oh, what a treat. I got a, an orange in my stocking. <laughs> this I haven't had an orange in seven years. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be good. Yeesh. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry to bring everyone down. No, that's all right. Uh, uh, I well, hey, and, hey, shout out to the sponsors of uh, the of the Tahitian Terrace, Stouffer's and Hikoman. <laughs> uh, um, st- uh, when, you, when you think tropical... Food. When you think Hawaiian food, you think mm. Stouffer's. Stouffer's. <laughs> they were yeah. the ones bringing it to you. Um, so that, but I don't really know much about what that entertainment was, or if it was like particularly. I don't know if there was a regular there, like Wally Bogue, the host right. of the uh, Golden Horseshoe. Um, I don't know what the. I don't know what. I don't know what happened. I, Have you I seen believe it was like yeah, luau. So like flame, fire, twirling. Have you seen the video of it? No, there's a video. If you just search Tahitian Terrace Disneyland, the first video that comes up and it's got a great line read from Walt. I think it's probably from a wonderful world of Disney and he's signing autographs at Disneyland. And then all of a sudden you hear kind of like drums in the background and he goes, Hark, the jungle drums are calling. (laughs) 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 And then like they go to the Tahitian Terrace and it's like luau dancing. And what's great about this video is that there's a lot like. I don't know how to put this without sounding like a pervert. There's uh, attractive women dancing and they make sure to show pictures of or excuse me, uh, clips of the old men watching them. And maybe I'm reading into it, but it's definitely to me seems like they put it in there to be like, hey, this guy's really enjoying the show. And then there's like because they'll be like guys like. They're, they're, I guess what I'm seeing is that they're like leering a little too much in the video. <laughs> like the Andy Daly, like some yeah. daddy. Yeah, and like one guy's eating a rib. And like they really like focus on this guy eating a rib while he's watching these like young women dance who have their bare midriffs. And I'm like, why do they put that? In? Like, just put the crowd shot and everyone's having fun. But well, like, this I have to look up to see the rib man. I could, <laughs> I could I'm be not interested in the beautiful women. I just want to see this weird yeah. old man eating a rib real for a long yeah. time. Can somebody just cut that down and just send, yeah. send that to you and not make you have to sit through yeah. a edit rib Please. man? <laughs> uh, I mean, this all makes sense. The fifties, you know, fifties, sixties. You see the the rise of tiki culture and like Hawaii. Like, whoa, what an exotic vacation that we have to go to Hawaii and Hawaii becoming all these big hotels and resorts springing up. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I, obviously for whatever reason that that part of the world and Samoa and Hawaii and Tahiti like was very in because of the Polynesian. And I think my mom like that. That's why we wanted to stay at the Polynesian the most. I think. There was like that was a very interesting culture. I think to that's a holdover too, because so many um, servicemen served in the South Pacific and absorbed it there mm. and brought back stuff and you know, yeah, it was so, sort of new and fascinating in the sixties. Yeah, like much easier to get to. And yeah, like, air travel becoming more affordable and uh, mm-hmm. we did uh, we when I was young we did the full like uh, luau at the Polynesian. Sure. Did you ever do that? No, I, I well. I don't think so. I don't think a, we ever did. I, I think it's it's a pretty similar show. Yeah. It's just a lot of like dancing girls and then fire and then you eat a bunch of meat. <laughs> it's everybody, fun. everybody gets one rib and yeah. you, just, you gnaw on it sensually. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get to, I think we got up and they get up. There's, oh, it's much more like interactive. Like they get, they get dad up to do a little dance. 
Mm-hmm. Everything oh, yeah. at theme parks. Put course, on a hula skirt. Right. You look like a total fool. <laughs> you embarrass dad is usually the was the main thing <laughs> theme park people do. Or think Imagineers are like, all right, this is a great Star Wars land is great, but how will we embarrass dad? <laughs> what what thing, what photo op will we have that will embarrass everyone's father? They do need to figure that out for yeah. Star Wars lands. I don't know what the Star Wars centric way is to embarrass dad, but <laughs> just, there's got to be some way. You got to have an alien yell at him, right? You got to have like a smuggler or um ong ong doc goes like what are you doing like you know mm. which character is that <laughs> what is I, the zen of antiquities i i oh I which which one is that that's not the uh oh, oh is that the robot that you'll you'll haggle with yeah well now it seems like it's up in the air whether that haggle yeah, is they've already probably cut that Seems like a yeah. terrible idea for a, the most crowded place in the universe that you yeah you'd set your own prices yeah for sure I, th- there's no way yeah there's just yeah. no maybe in ten years they like quietly turn the haggle toggle on the <laughs> robot and then somebody's like oh the haggle with the robot today but yeah no that's crazy uh, I have to look that name up I don't know that I don't know his name off the Hom- top of my head Doc Hom Hom Doc <laughs> so <laughs> that's what'll be known Hom- as you're from acting now on. like I'm like some sort of uh, uh, <laughs> no, sorry Doc Ondar <laughs> that's familiar <laughs> okay there you go okay Oga's the only canteen, reason why I was acting Doc like that. Ondar like right. these are like no no I'm just acting like we I did just, a whole episode about this I know I, I just can't, it didn't sound familiar that's why I was skeptical that that's what it was Katsunaka Ronto's roaster <laughs> like all these fucking names but all those like, names sounded familiar to me okay i because i read all these articles and i commit once i hear a new star wars character it gets committed into my memory sure it gets burned yeah. into my brain i don't remember the names of the main ones from the original <laughs> movie from the original trilogy and my wife like like in the last five years said what's the Let's, name of the gold one <laughs> like she actually can did. you do you're i think you're the least big star wars fan of the three of us is yeah. that right yeah, yeah certainly can you do 20 characters off the top of your head? Oh, my God. Do <laughs> I have to? Uh, you don't have to. But now that I've set it up, the audience will be really upset <sighs> Wait, if you well, don't. Let me skip a case. You know I can say okay. C-3PO and R2-D2 and whatever. Uh, uh, should I just... All right. Well, okay. So Luke and Leia uh-huh. and Darth Vader four, five. and Maz Kanata. Six. Finn. Seven. Ray. Eight. Uh, Darth Maul. Nine. <laughs> Oga. Ten, of course. That counts. <laughs> Do- <He's>... Doc Unk. <laughs> um, I'll allow it. Eleven. Um, well, Unkar plot. Plot. That's close enough. Yeah. Yep. Twelve, right? Job of the Hut. Yep. Getting the irony ones Sh- out of the way. Yep. <laughs> There's plenty more oh, irony yeah, ones. Oh, yeah, what's the one, the act, the one everybody made for Constable Zuvio? Constable Zuvio. T- yep. He's not um, in the movies, but he is a toy. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> in the trailer. You got six more. Rex. Easy. Rex, that's yeah. good. Um, Five more. You're Jar-Jar missing Binks. an yep. embarrassing one. You're Anakin, missing a big one. Skywalker. Anakin, yep. Did I, did I You're almost there. there. Uh, I'm oh, missing an embarrassing one. Pa- Pad Padme. Padme. You're missing course. like two big ones. Well, but there's plenty of big ones. Yeah. Uh, oh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Right. You didn't say that before. No. And uh, 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 cool guy. <laughs> what's what's you know what's, his name? What's Mr. Come cool? on. I can't. Lando yeah. Calrissian. Okay. Oh. Okay. 
Great. I feel the ones we I got thought it. you're missing were, were Han Solo, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Yoda. You said you're Han. right. I did not say any of those names. <laughs> I went to Unkar Plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's like a almost ironic. But we did reference. not get an IG88, a Bosk. Uh, uh, none of the Pod Racers. Not Team Topagales. Not Sabulba. Not uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Juan Sandedge. I don't even yeah. like hearing these names. <laughs> not, not Kira, that very dynamic <laughs> character from Han Solo. From Solo. Oh yeah, not any of the solo characters you for some reason Kira? left out. It's Kira. We know Kira. Kira. Just the reg- the name we have in our world, yeah, Kira. Yeah, Kira. but there's a Q and an apostrophe in there. Somewhere. All right. A little right. preview. Right, We're enough. heading to something with a Lucas character with a, a very normal name. Eric. Uh, so, uh, relatedly. Um, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> uh, well, we're here. We'll go, we're one step away of history. For, but anyway, thanks. I think I deserve some applause for yes, this. I gave you, you that applause. You that, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not naming. If you ask me to name 35, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, Next um, I'll do my research. Uh, anyway, so Tishan Terrace runs for a while, seemingly well-regarded little mm-hmm. restaurant and dinner show. Uh, but around the 90s, they want to bring some more current IP into the park and we end up with Aladdin's Oasis. Mm-hmm. And if you go in there, the main feature is that there is a big, very well done cave of wonders, the big uh, tiger head, the stone tiger head uh, from Aladdin. Uh, my memory was this opening, me seeing that get built, me loving Aladdin as a kid. Oh, Aladdin's going to have a place in the park. And I never, it felt like it was never open or that like as soon as it was built, I felt like, it was two years, right? And it was gone. Yeah. Like the full show was, was two years and it was gone. Because it was another dinner show. Okay. Um, and I would... probably didn't want... I, I bet I refused to go in retrospect because I didn't like like weird food, like <laughs> like rice. I think I that is how I, it was as a child. My, my mom was very, like, very skeptical of like... Oh, Jason and Brian won't eat that. Like they they're not adventurous eaters. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think what she was really saying was I am not an adventurous eater and hmm. I think my children will be the same. And as we got older, much more uh, adventurous. You excelled past your mom. Yeah, yeah. I think when, well, I think all our parents also were raised in a very dull more in the era of the of, of, uh, gelatin of lettuce. Gelatins, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason eats fruit cocktail and diet custard and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually I, I remember my that I I didn't like I didn't want to go anywhere with rice pilaf. And I still don't like rice oh, pilaf. Oh, I love rice pilaf. Really? Yeah. yeah. What is wait, what is rice pilaf? I'm not it's even sure like I mixed rice. I certainly and... eat. But let me tell you, I eat a lot of things with rice. Big rice guy here. Uh, something about pilaf does not appeal to me. And maybe that's just my, that still my childhood. Uh, eat, like it that. can be like <laughs> bad for, it can be boring. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. I think it's really cheap to make in large quantities. So it's often just tossed off. It's I like see. a stuffing or side it. or something. Yeah. I've eaten it before. I'll get a big bowl of rice pilaf okay. after this. <laughs> So, Aladdin's Oasis, it's some like, yeah, it's a dinner show that kind of tells a compacted story of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be confused with what they did at California Adventure later no. with the Topical Genie. No Topical Genie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it was always there, taking up so much real estate, and that sign was there. And, like, I felt like the vast majority of its lifespan was spent closed. Yeah. Well, and then in Florida, they have the flying carpets, which 
similarly just feels like dropped in Adventureland. Like it mm-hmm. <laughs> messes up the traffic flow. It's kind of like off. Yeah. Game. Like it's not a hundred percent right I'll there. La- I think. Yeah. They the, uh, clearly the Disney parks thought Adventureland is our way to get Aladdin in, but the. Uh, Disneyland Paris, which I've had a lot of complaints about. I think one very well done aspect is that it feels, although it, I guess it predates Aladdin coming out, but maybe they knew Aladdin was on the way. Aladdin feels like more nicely, organically embedded mm-hmm. into Adventureland. I think Adventureland is very well done in uh, uh, in Paris and a lot more like probably how Galaxy's Edge is going to be with little like, you know, corridors and little, mm-hmm. this, this marketplace feel and this odd little tight space where somebody pops out and there's a little show. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. This thing steps sticks out like a sort of the Adventureland vibe is clearly jungle tropics. It's not. Yeah, it's Arabia. Yeah, yeah. So it's never really sat there perfectly well. I I guess because they think like the thing across, like the gift shops are like bizarre, like a little bit across the way from it. But that doesn't feel cheat it with the architecture a little, like uh, with the placemaking a little, um, kind of merging those two things. But I think like. If you go too far in 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 that direction, it, it, it is clumsy, like Aladdin's Oasis was. Yeah, and it's, yeah, those flying carpets. Yeah, it just feels like here, plop, unrelated. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm calling yeah, you out, mess. flying carpets. A bit of a mess, uh, a little bit. So, do, but you guys never saw any Aladdin thing there? Did you ever go into that space? We would just because because when I went in, whatever the first time, 2007 or whatever, we would just be like, "What is that?" And it's closed, and you'd like peer in and you'd be like just like tables in there and they let you go back there i feel like sometimes they would sometimes they wouldn't yes it was used as distribution for like that like pay 40 dollars get a fast pass for paint the night paint the night or phantasmic and here's a box lunch yeah they would give you a little box that's where they would distribute or something and then you'd get a fast pass but that's the last. Yeah. So I, we would walk in there, but there was never anything interesting happening. Nothing was happening at all. So an enclosed courtyard full of boxes of chicken. Yeah. Yeah. That was the most exciting time there as well, far as my in, memory. In Ex- chicken hour. Except what what you were going to reveal, <laughs> yeah. I believe, which yeah. is. Uh, I guess in 2008, around the era of Crystal Skull. There were the Indiana. There was a event at Disneyland uh, called the Indiana Jones Summer of Hidden Mysteries. Oh, I don't know yeah. anything about this. Now, I didn't this, either. I never experienced it. This this could be a whole. I, I think we had talked about doing like Indiana Jones in the parks part two or oh, something. The other Indiana Jones, the stuff. other Indiana yeah. Jones stuff, yeah. because I don't think we really touched on the Paris kind of roller coaster. Sure. Or this, and we certainly haven't done the stunt show yet. I yeah, mean, yeah, which well, that's, is that's great. a good idea. Yeah, but I I can't not talk about this a yeah, little bit because yeah. it's insane. So they did a little show in the Aladdin's Oasis space, uh, which, as I've said, was dominated by the Cave of Wonders. How do you get around that? Well, you fold it into the Indiana Jones mythology and you create a live pseudo stunt spectacular called Indiana Jones and the Secret of the Stone Tiger. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. So he's just running around the clearly Aladdin Cave of Wonders. <laughs> Much more cartoony than anything in Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Save for those squirrels that watch the car go by or whatever. And the not gophers. gophers. Yeah. A ton of room to do very elaborate fighting, but there was mm-hmm. fighting. And do you have the... <laughs> The the thing that makes this show stick out is like, oh, that's weird. Yep. Uh, In this show, probably the main 
uh, thing to speak about of it is that uh, Indiana Jones punches a woman in the face. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) The woman's name is Rachel. As I said, it's not some exotic. She's like a British woman named Rachel. Well, she gets possessed, I believe, is Mm -hmm. is what I remember from the the story. The plot of the show. So they were uh, during the day, I think they were they were doing not this Aladdin dinner show, but like more storytelling shows where kids are involved and they need they have some invented need for the kid to come Mm -hmm. up and participate. And that's essentially what this was. It had some mild stunts, but it was more like uh, this. uh, the, The majority of the show is Rachel the uh uh archaeologist who uh, i i didn't watch the whole thing but you know she seems to have little tasks that kids come up and help with and then indiana jones shows up bursts out of the cave of wonders and side issue he's a very oc indiana jones <laughs> he's a very like orange county san diego kyle mooney character indiana sure. jones who <laughs> There is a part where, uh, okay, okay, so so Rachel is after uh, a golden tiger, a, like uh, a very, as we just talked about, Legends of the Hidden Temple. temple. Mm-hmm. She's going to like put it on a staff. It's this like coveted archeo- archaeological thing that she's uh, chasing. And uh, um, so she's after that. The kids are helping. Um, but once she gets it and it puts it on the staff, she goes mad with power. It's too much power. And she turns evil at the drop of a hat. So there is a moment where Indiana Jones, she, Rachel needs to get the jump on Indy. So Indy goes, Indy's talking to the kids and I'll post this video somewhere, but let me do an impression of his dialogue. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, sorry, sorry about the snakes. You guys had to deal with snakes, huh? Who's, who stuck their hand in the basket? Oh, is it you? Is it you? Oh, wow. You're really, you're really brave. Yeah, see, I heard the tiger roar. I knew you guys were solving the clues. <laughs> it's a little exaggerated, but sure. that's essentially, this is what Indiana Jones sounds like in the show. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, Rachel smacks him with the stick and they get into a big, she, you know, he kind of like pushes her and she falls to the side of the stage. But then they get into more hand to hand combat and just like pure punch in the face <laughs> of this woman. 2008, and, huh? <laughs> 2008. But only for like a couple weeks because one of these, yet another almost identically named website to the ones we go to mouseinfo.com <laughs> somebody complained about so this is this is where we're at we've made indiana jones into a character who shows up punches women in the face and then gets <laughs> out of there and also due to the contract they had with indy at the time he couldn't do like a meet and greet so the kids didn't all get to meet him so at the end of the show he just like runs up to the top of the jungle cruise line and you don't you never see him again <laughs> well <laughs> see ya <laughs> and he, but he stays up there and just kind of watches you leave hmm. but you don't get to like get a picture with him uh one thing that sticks out uh uh of this like i, I think i was there a couple times that summer every now and then throughout the day on one of the roof of the buildings in Adventureland, Indy would show up and some bad guys would show up and it would just beat him up. <laughs> well, that's that's similar. <laughs> there was an event in 2014 that we went to that was the anniversary of the ride of the Indiana Jones ride. Hmm. And they had a show. They put a little show together. Ooh. So like if yeah. you were by um, the ride at a certain point, like whatever, once an hour in the Tarzan treehouse, you would see Indy fighting with some goons. 
Whoa. And they did a whole fun show like once an hour. Yeah. Just for like two day, two nights of this celebration. That's so really there's, cool. Or maybe it was one night. There's a binder on a shelf somewhere or like a PDF in a Dropbox that it's like, okay, here's the indie uh, fighting people on right. top of things choreography. And let's dust this off. Yeah. Uh, like like foot charts, like old ballroom dancing yeah, uh, yeah, diagrams. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe five years from now, there'll be yet another indie events and we'll get to mm-hmm. see him fighting with people in the smoking rubble <laughs> that uh, once people have destroyed it because they can't get into star wars land uh-huh. of disneyland right of disneyland yeah <laughs> this is where the ride used to be people real yeah. people will be punching real women in the face to mm-hmm. uh, just to get into the uh, uh not just not just fake indies want to um, buy a 200 dollar lightsaber <laughs> god be chaos. Uh, so there, yeah, bizarre Indiana Jones show, uh, and he he, wow. he ends up pushing Rachel into the tiger's mouth, and she dies. She dies. Yeah, yeah, she eats. Wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't even save her. Nope, he says like Rachel it doesn't have to end this way, and then pushes her into it. <laughs> I feel like you could at least like justify. Well, you know, she was attacking him, but he saves her at the end, so everything's fine. She just die- she's a good guy, right? Who gets possessed? Well, I think they had the working. Um, closing mouth, right? Because it was the Cave of Wonders. No, no, no it didn't. It just, it <laughs> oh, just okay. fogs up, and that's the end of it. Oh, okay. Well, they had the fog juice, so you gotta. And stuff goes bad yeah. eventually. Wow, that's what a cold end of the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's the, it's one of those scenarios. I think to give him a little credit, where. Uh, she, if she were to like let go of the staff, she could maybe save herself. But she's determined. She's like, you know, she chooses the treasure. That's and weird. Like a golem sort of rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care for that. Yeah, give the uh, send the folks home happy for God's sake. Yeah, you don't need to end on a but downer. The kids all cheer. They're glad Rachel is dead, even though okay. they were helping Rachel like sort through fake snakes like 10 minutes prior now they're like <laughs> yeah fuck her, Screw her. <laughs> go to hell you're dead See to you us hell, rachel <laughs> he showed me the your true way i'm glad he punched you i'll punch you when i get to hell <laughs> by the way we're doing these voices we're doing we're very solid candidates to replace uh, bob saget as the voice of oh, many yeah. many pets on america's funniest home <laughs> videos sure. oh yeah i'll just jump out of this thing ah <laughs> um, oh, I no. miss those voices, but I think it's bullshit about the new. Who is the current host? I saw Alfonso Rivera, e- Tom Bergeron. Before oh, it that. was Alfonso Rivera. I, I saw it like yeah, because it's still on like Saturdays at eight or seven or something. And yeah, it's I was still like, like a what? prime time. It's still like one of the top shows on television. We forget that, but the thing sure. that it's missing is Bob Saget but doing his like, one voice. That's yeah. like classic Disney synergy where he was on Dancing with the Stars and hosting America's Funniest Home Videos. Like mm-hmm. just as Bob Saget was full house and uh, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. And then Kool Aid. Uh-huh. Um, funniest America's funniest America's people funny yeah. filmed at with uh oh, oh what was it? Universal, Universal Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Tony Katane, of course. Really? Yeah, it was That's Cooley, da- Dave Coulier and Tawny Katane. Wow. Here's a here's a little funnier die inside story. She came in. They they made a, a sketch with her. She was a person, a celebrity who took a meeting and they want to end and her when they're like, oh, so any, any ideas you've had? And she's like, well, I'd love to go on Between Two Ferns. <laughs> and sure. the silence and the eye darting in this room as no one wanted to address oh. the fact that Tawny Katane would never be on Poor Between Tawny Two Katane. Ferns. Which at that point, you know, because now Between Two Ferns uh, is the home to guests like Barack Obama. <laughs> 
and uh, Sean Penn and like yeah. no offense to Tom. It's just purely structurally uh, they were right. It's a, a plus list. IMDb star meter has to be you have to be in the top ten and be one of the biggest living stars. Right. And Tawny contains more like number eleven. Right. Well, we'll have her on the show. <laughs> at a certain yeah, point. talk about America's funniest people. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, um, that'll yeah. be your uh, runner-up for consolation prize. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, so that takes us through the history of it. Mostly unused venue uh, (laughs) and was kind of just waiting for something cool to happen. And I think I think they did a a nice little thing with the Tropical Hideaway, which opened a couple months ago. Yeah, there were rumor. I remember I'm sure we were texting about it, but it's like, oh, they're doing something with the space because because we follow Twitter accounts that will follow different like permits filed for construction yeah so, speak for yourself if i'm not right, following any of these two permit of the three of us will follow twitter <laughs> accounts that regularly will say well a permit has been filed permits for construction. or trademarks and copywriting and and it's yeah. like it's the aladdin oasis aladdin's oasis space is is gonna have some construction so a lot of people are like oh tahitian terrace coming back mm. yeah so we were very very excited because like that that would have been cool too if it also was just, patents patents are a big yes. interesting look in what theme parks uh Technology will be in a few years. Guess what? Maybe some Marvel attractions or Nintendo or Mario Kart or that sort of thing. Any good patents lately? It's the latest patent buzz. I haven't seen patents in a couple weeks. I feel like there's been a lot of. I'm trying to think. Universal things. Yeah. Or like there was a boat that could like move, like an Omnimover boat. Even though they kind of have that. Oh yeah. boat. That's with, the wrong uh, term. With no track, but like using water jets to yeah. move the boat to look at show scenes. And I'm trying to think of how it's different than the one in Pirates in Shanghai, but yeah. I don't. So I'll get back. We'll do an episode on the permits, hmm. the new permits. They haven't filed a permit to make the globe uh, come to life and talk. <laughs> no, not yet. Um, <laughs> say hi to you. Learn you your will name. love Dark Universe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it right. You'll we'll see. We'll get it right. Don't Double judge or us. nothing. We'll get it right. <laughs> Um, Give it to the Blumhouse boy. That's what happened. That's what's happening yeah, uh, yeah. on our episode. Griffin Newman like threw that out, and then days later, it was announced that that is what's happening. That Blumhouse mm-hmm. will start getting like monster movie, like make monster movies, classic Universal monsters. Smart. Yeah, very smart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was very exciting, and then it was like I remember the art got posted on the blog a few months ago. What six months ago? Yeah. Tropical Hideaway, of course, a reference to the song. Welcome, yeah. Tiki room. To the tropical hideaway. You like lonely people. We're, that was the saddest. <laughs> very tentative. Inside. Yeah. Very yeah. tentative. We well, like this, too. We like yeah. this attraction. I think we were all just a little shy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I was worried about, like, I don't like hitting notes, you know? Yeah. We're recording this early in the nah, not yeah, really not early. early. <laughs> I, my pipes don't open up till uh, eight yeah, p.m. Yeah. You got to warm I, up. I couldn't remember what like uh, cartoonish uh, accents of members of the current at the time <laughs> UN Security Council, the victors, the UN Security oh, Council members. Welcome to the Dicky Room. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess one uh, loser of World War Two. <laughs> yeah, because there is a German bird. Um, so they said when the, there was a treaty signed for equal country yes. representation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, when there is a t- animatronic tiki bird show, um, <laughs> part of the World War II agreement. Uh, yeah, so there. Uh, well, the one thing that's weird about this, I, I remember reading blogs that are saying, or it's the tropical highway. It's kind of connected to the tiki room, new place to get the dull whips. And Rosita's going to be there. Rosita's yes. going to be there. And I read that and was like, what's that? I don't know what 
I feel like every single thing I read acted as if I was deeply familiar with Rosita already. I knew Rosita because there's because especially because a couple of years ago, I real because they've already done references to Rosita um, in Trader Sam's yeah. drink. Is that right? I think that's right. And there's mm. also tons of bootleg. I know where Rosita went or like, where did Rosita go shirts for sale online? There are. So yeah. you should have Scott known. <laughs> There have to be people Who out Zeta there. Was. Someone back me up. If uh, this will be not reason. I mean, it is me a non sequitur. Must have not known what, <laughs> and I didn't have that show memorized. I guess what it, what is it a really a reference to? It's in the tiki room. There's the the mobile of the, the like the chandelier yes. with all the singing birds comes down, and they're all like bathing beauties, like from a twenties movie, right? Uh, and they name them all, and then somebody says, "What happened to Rosita? Whatever happened mm-hmm. to Rosita?" Yeah, I it's didn't know any of that. Sold a month ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, obviously, yeah. It's a non. It's a throwaway line, but I think that it it loomed large in the nerds at Imagineering's head because mm-hmm. it has popped up here and there, and then it's yeah, it's on. Several whatever T public shirts probably <laughs> that say yeah where did Rosita go am I am I crazy to have missed this though I fi- well, and I, I, I felt like I had no trouble one's crazy to miss any no of the shit we talked about on the show <laughs> I just had so much trouble finding any an explanation I kept looking so what is Rosita and nowhere explained it from scratch that's what I'm trying to do for I, anybody who it, it is not you you are a Star Tours guy like yeah. that is you have combed every inch of it and every history of it. Mean I'm not a big tiki room guy. You're, you're not a yeah. big tiki, but there are tiki room people, especially again with the crossover of like tiki bar culture and stuff. There's a mm-hmm. lot of tiki room people. Mm-hmm. So I can see like I can see, you know, different uh, elements of fandom, like missing other parts of the larger Sure. Thing. And I think it's possible you could, if you aren't super versed in Haunted Mansion, you might have missed Hatbox Ghost, where which was oh, yeah, presented yeah. in a way of like, it's, I feel like even that was announced to be part of a movie that hasn't happened, and I wasn't totally clear on Hatbox Ghost. Well, certainly Ghost. the whole like blood story that was like, oh, maybe we'll do that, or like all the potential backstories for Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. uh-huh, and stuff. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and also, we asked the question we had on our Patreon episode about Sunny Eclipse. I said, well, if you're subscribed, you probably knew who he was before, but somebody did a poll, and it was like there Plenty was a decent amount of folks didn't, who didn't know yeah. Sunny before listening to that episode. So, yeah. Even nerds. Even nerds have blind spots. Let's, yeah. you know, uh, uh, we, we, you all, tr- know, we all try our best. You we didn't try know to be our best. Team Topagales either. It was a pod <laughs> racer. So there's plenty. I didn't of know Duke of Unk. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to keep Dunk. like Xerox copying that name D-unk. until uh, I like Duke of Unk. Uh, that's Duke my Unk that's my original Star Wars character. Mm, that's, um, just, that's fine. So Rosita, this referred to but not seen character in the tiki room i i texted my mom i remember i texted my mom the art of the, or the blog post announcing this and i think she texted back rosita three exclamation points now i'm not sure if she wow. I, I think she knew right off the top of her head and she's she loves the tiki room that's like one of her favorites mm. yeah so i think she yeah i think she got that reference gotcha okay but she probably doesn't know who sunny eclipse is mm. he yeah, might look yeah. familiar to her but Right, right. She doesn't know the space angels. So <laughs> I, I guess since it's come up, how do we all feel about the execution of Rosita? Uh, how it was done. They do not execute her. That is not the show. I think it's terrible. Uh, and I think if you're in support of it, you're a monster. Uh, no, I think I think her uh, 
that little space, that little nook is really nice. I think it's really nicely art directed. Yes. Her little like umbrella thing that she's on. And I think it's clever the way they keep it a little bit into the into the Jungle Cruise River. So you can't like touch it or throw food at it or, yeah. it or execute it. Um, she's and sitting box on, of, she's sitting on like boxes of bird seed uh-huh. and then she has luggage and her little hat. That's, so yeah, that that's really great. And she's waiting for her skip. She's waiting for a specific Jungle Cruise boat to come, I believe. Right. She's okay. waiting for a skipper to come. Hmm. Um, because she keeps mentioning I watched a, a mega cut of all the d- pieces of dialogue she has okay <laughs> somebody just stood stood there and recorded the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah um, so she's constantly like when is my skipper coming and blah 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 well when you I, I, okay you know what I like the art direction of it but I watched some of that video that you're talking about and I I got bored pretty fast I was not like dying to hear a bunch more of this dialogue I will admit well I, there's a lot Sorry. I was going to say, I think the like kind of uh, uh, borscht belt or, or corny jokes, I think the jokes themselves are good. I just think the delivery is a little modern. Well, Does this that is sound a, right? This Does is that- a, I've talked a little bit about this with some people. Uh, this character and the redhead, uh, uh, Red, the new pirate, Red, uh, enunciate a little too much for my liking. There's a very like modern sort of VO style. It's what you're saying. Where hmm. yeah, very much. I am going to pronounce like and make sure that everyone can understand. And I feel the same way with Red, where it's like, "Hey, come on, boys! They want the rum." And like as opposed to the old Disney, where it would be just these drunken character actors who would ask you. Yeah, it gives the voices and the character a little bit more personality or character. Harrison. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's like one of the greatest it's performances not so, or animatronics ever in the, no, in the part. I, it is a little that she, I have to say, the way it's set up, I, I was sitting there and I was a little far away. I was kind of in one of the tables in the center and I watched it for a few minutes and I was like, you know, because she's kind of just doing these jokes out into the ether, it almost feels a little like she's bombing. <laughs> but I, I guess the only other option is it, you either have it off to the side and people can enjoy it if they want, or you have it like the Tiki Room pre-show where it's like stop and everyone look at this now. That's a little harder when people are eating and trying to get through lines and stuff. You would have had to like put her above things and had a big sound effect. Mm-hmm. So they also probably want to move people in and out of that space. We we're saying that about Sunny yeah. Clips too. If it was like a more, if you were more directed to that show, yeah. Um, you maybe you don't want you don't want people planting there for a super long time. Oh, also <laughs> you're right by the end of the Jungle Cruise, so if it was like a huge booming show and stuff, there would be like weird sound right. bleed between sure. attractions. I, I guess I think there's enough. I think there's probably some math problem they did, some equation that there's enough spaces in between every time she talks to make most people go, well, we can't sit here and wait for her to say everything she says. So we got to get out of here because it's enough. If it was like every uh, five seconds she talks, I think you might there might be people that go, oh, let's see everything she says. Let's let's maybe see the loop. But there's a big significant space between every time she talks. So it's like, all right, well, I like this bird, but we can't sit here. Yeah. And watch this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Designed to, to bore you a little. Maybe. Yeah. Because it can't. Yeah. It can't be super engaging or else. Yeah. The problem. Sure. That's a limited seating uh, yeah. situation there. Because this place is pretty popular right out of the gate. And, uh, you know, deservedly so. I've been there twice now. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I've, I've got I think it's I think it's a really nice 
space aesthetically uh, uh, and the little like I think I think the sign's nice and the little waterfall and uh, I like that it's this open air cascading thing instead of the uh, Indiana Jones's famous stone tiger <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, blocking the view. Um, so I think just like pure like placemaking, I think they did a good job. But um, let's talk about the food. Um, can, I, can I actually, sorry to go back real no, quick. No, no, a couple it. of the Rosita things I just wanted to say. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so yeah, as far as Rosita, a couple. So I went through all the dialogue. Um, first of all, Rosita must be a big fan of Billy Crystal because she says one of his big famous catchphrases you look marvelous. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Mm. She says it. Uh, I don't know if that's why she says it. I mean, that's, I guess, a phrase people say. But I don't, I don't, I don't know why I only think of Billy Crystal. What's the character's name? Fernando. Fernando. Uh-huh. Uh, this character that I never cared for, but I think he <laughs> I did never it. got it. I don't know yeah, what don't it was what referring it, to. What is it? I think yeah. it, he was just like, guy. He's a you yeah. look, look marvelous or whatever. And he would do it. I think every week on Saturday Night Live for a year. In the one season he was on, yeah, I think they yeah they feel like they did it in every episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. That I feel like is is like like when Looney Tunes would reference Humphrey Bogart and the Marx Brothers. It's like going a little before. I guess, he's referencing like is, a lounge, like a lounge lizard, or like a weird what's the joke, entertainer though? or something. I don't know. She didn't anyway. do Billy Crystal's other catchphrases. Uh, Sammy stick? Davis Jr.'s catchphrases. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, he had she... two blackface characters. And they play. There's a thing that I remember being funny where he and Christopher Guest are like old timey baseball play, like you know, oh, yeah, like that's great old 1800s. But that, but also blackface. Wow. Oh, uh, not great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, not go. Uh, sorry, I led you right in the pool there. But Damn I mean, well, no, but I said I think the I've sketch, seen that, though. I remember the sketch being funny, but uh, uh, probably not okay. Uh, All right. Well, All we'll, right. we'll revisit that. Um, mm-hmm. She, uh, Rosita, makes a reference that she looks like a pineapple princess, also, which I like because that's an old song, a Sherman Brothers song. From what? Oh, that's uh, cute. From uh, what is it? It's from an Annette thing. Yeah, it's, got uh, me. Is it a movie though? I can play Pineapple Princess on ukulele. I won't do it right it's, now, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to play the song I don't know on the ukulele. Yeah. You've never heard Pineapple Princess? No. Oh, my God. We got to put out. All these missing is areas. It, oh, my God. Is it better than Monkey's Uncle? Uh, it's Hell no. The Beach Boys, the Beach Boys are on are, that one. Well, I, it slaps. Sure as shit That ain't. song slaps. So. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm a uh-huh. big Pineapple Princess fan. There's also a remix of Pineapple Princess on that, <laughs> that, that album, Deconstructed. <laughs> What? <laughs> An electronic <laughs> version of pu- Skrillex remix of uh... Is this the remix? Or? No, this is original. Uh, that's a just little bit of it before Flat we don't get sued. Annette singing. Pineapple Princess. I am a big fan of Annette's uh, output as far as a recording artist and there's like she has a she has an, an album called Italianette and they're all Italian songs mm. and then there's a Hawaiianette which is what this is from and they're all Hawaiian songs I like songs. that naming structure uh, and there's some really great Annette's. There, there, you know what? Patreon episode about Annette's singing career is for sure <laughs> oh, coming. Oh boy, yeah, that'd be I'm fun. way into that. I'm way into that. Well, so I'll just, I'll just as long as we hit Monkey's Uncle. Uh, now this is the remix of Pineapple Princess <laughs> by by what artist? Uh, uh, it's on Deconstructed. I think uh, Pineapple Princess. Oh, hey, if you're Kinsey, the DJ who did this, let us know. Kinsey. Kinsey Moore remix. Uh, 
Disney needs to learn not to mash up old timey and electro. This is in suitcase in a dream territory. I say no. <laughs> it's not. It's not great. I mean, that's now the play the uh, Lil Xan uh, feed the birds. <laughs> <laughs> feed the birds, tough as a bag. <laughs> uh, but now, uh, subscribe to the Patreon for a future in that episode. Um, so yeah, Pineapple Prince. She makes a reference to that, and then she also makes a reference to Tahitian Terrace and Aladdin's Oasis. Really. Yeah, she says like this place used to be a real dump. <laughs> <laughs> People are here for the first time in twenty years. Uh, yeah, so uh, I like that. That's all I wanted to say. They're always yeah. giving me grief in the tiki room. I'm taking a bigger beating than Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if she made a Rachel reference, that would be pretty insane. Rachel and her staff. <laughs> um well so food from Rosita to, to the real reason that you're there the food uh what do we think what have you guys had there and jason i feel like you've got some some hot some takes well, hotter than you, the food I had, a, I had a bit of a journey well let's, uh, uh, let's get into down it there. okay so i was the last one to go to this place and i went a couple days ago uh uh i just hadn't gotten around to going down and trying it so uh i had something to come back for in the afternoon on a friday uh so hot i dog was dinner at 7-eleven yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i thought you said potluck dinner at 7-eleven you you reserve you the corner too. of the store. <laughs> so uh, I was also I was like, I'm going to be down there for three hours. Um, and I was like, I I to preface, I was like, you know what? I haven't been to in a while is downtown Disney, uh, you know, for an extensive visit. I wonder what the parking situation currently is. Here's the current parking situation at downtown Disney. Uh, no free time. You yeah, do not, they, used to get is, free time. This ain't news to me. I, I know all about it. So here's the deal. Uh, if you spend $20 in downtown Disney, you get, you get three hours validation. If you spend, uh, I guess, the same amount at any table service restaurant, you get five hours. So uh, my debate was, do I spend $20 for Mickey and Friends like a schmuck, or do I buy $20 of pizza? And that's what I what? did for three hours of parking. Um, $20 of pizza. $20 of pizza. Thus saving you the five extra dollars to park in the Mickey and Friends parking no, garage. No, but Mickey and Friends is up to $20. 25 at, I was Or it's saying. up to 25 Yes, so, but you spent $20 in food. Oh, yes. So, so saving me... Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, five dollars, and it also gave me a chance. I had not been down to see uh, Napolini. The quick service uh, pizza had been reconfigured from slices <laughs> to personal pan pizzas. So I bought two ten-inch pizzas. Uh, this wow! Is after why would you? You're going to eat, huh? You were went. Going you were going the... for a food place, and you still bought two pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the issue because then I got a couple meals out of this uh, trip too. So you took oh, so, the pizzas so home. I took. I had a like a slice of each pizza to try uh, oh. after Tropical Hideaway, and then I ate the rest for dinner. So uh, you brought day. two personal pizzas into Disneyland with you? No, no, I did it the last thing. Okay, so I okay. went in and I I tried Tropical Hideaway. I got there at about eleven thirty ish, so shortly after it opened, and it was already packed. Like all the tables mm -hmm. were full. There was a line. I got to say, the crowd flow could be 
better going to like i was confused if i ordered at the one station if i ordered at boat and mm-hmm. and they sort of like i was just following there was people like a line of people and strollers going into it so i just followed them and immediately they went the wrong way because you can kind of go around the coolers they have set up and they they need more signage to say like order cold stuff here order hot stuff here mm-hmm. because other people made the same mistake so right mm-hmm. we i was confused too i agree yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good point so i i got i knew what you had you had gotten the big like kind of sunday thing so i yes. tried the other so i tried the pineapple raspberry squirrel and then mm-hmm. i got an order of the pineapple lupia limpia i forget how it's i think said. there's an m in there yeah lumpia. Um, uh yeah L- lumpia uh which is basically like a it's kind of like the Del Taco cream cheese caramel egg roll things, but it's pineapple and cream cheese, and then it's covered in cinnamon sugar, and then served with a side of what is essentially sweet and sour sauce. Uh, mm. Could have done without the sweet and sour sauce. The Limpio was pretty tasty, uh, a little small, the portion size, uh, and then I had the the pineapple raspberry swirl Dole Whip, pretty good my thing with dole whip i get sick of i get a little tired of it about halfway through I hear what you're saying yeah i don't really finish uh yeah mm. it's an overwhelming i think all three it's, of those flavors you get a little it's overwhelming tired. and like it's a lot of citrus too mm-hmm. it'll be a little irritating um eating, get, i think you get tired of that fat or i get tired of that faster tired of than it. a chocolate dessert which you can go and, and go forever that is my my one of my big complaints i was like you know what would make this all perfect is chocolate shell I wish I could get chocolate shell topping on this, the hardened <laughs> chocolate shell, because I love citrus and chocolate as a combination. Mm. And I think having the dip uh, would would be great. That would that would sell it for me. The whip, I will say I had the they call it a loaded whip. That's what we had. I split it with Lindsay, mm-hmm. which also maybe that's since we split it, I wasn't having it, too much of it. Um, they have exotic fruit in it, which also means just like oranges, oranges, <laughs> pineapple, and coconut. Oh, right, it's very Fuck exotic. <laughs> Fuck you, exotic fruit. <laughs> I'm no fool. <laughs> uh, and crystallized hibiscus, hibiscus, hmm. which is like now little that's sticks. Interesting. And so, like, yeah, you get a little like this, uh, you know, sweet, but then there's a little savory in there. So you can like kind of cleanse the palate a bit. So I did feel like it was a nice mix of things. Um, and I could have eaten one alone. I did. I didn't need to split it. Texture to me with ice cream, like I like something else in there, like even as simple as sprinkles or like mm-hmm. cookies and cream, like something else besides the creaminess. I like the texture. I'm sure we've talked about it on the show. What is your normal ice cream purchase? Oh gosh. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> at Disney or anywhere. anywhere I just like what uh, all of it. Oh, at car- home, I switch it up. I'm all. I like to surprise myself. I really like a cherry. <laughs> A cherry chocolate chip. I like just regular chocolate chip ice cream because you get a creaminess and then you get a lot of like chocolate chocolate. Right. But that, but um, usually you're, it'll have something in it. Something in it. Yeah. It'll be chunks. Chunks. Uh, chunks or like a like a caramel ribbon or a, a marshmallow ribbon mm-hmm. or something. So you're, just, not, you're not doing just a straight up chocolate ice cream. You want some, <sighs> some texture beyond I, the cream. I want some, yeah. I agree with that. I like, a, if I like a strawberry ice cream, I like chunks of strawberry in there. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I guess I like, I guess I agree with that. I like ch- a cookie dough. I like, um, I like the Ben and Jerry that is cookie dough and um, 
chocolate chip or no, no what's there's there's a half baked what's that one that's um like chocolate chip cookies isn't it no it's got two things it's got cookie dough in it and oh it's got brownie in brownie it. yeah okay. that's what it is hmm. that's like extra yeah so uh, uh fish food i think is one of the tops because you get everything uh-huh. of that you get little chocolate fish you get caramel you get marshmallows and sure. it's chocolate ice cream yeah so i feel like the loaded whip honestly like for for maybe those of you and i don't actually have the problem that you have i don't always get dole whip it's not my number one it may not even be top three snack at disney for me but i don't have the problem where i get tired of it i do like it um what are the what are the sticks sticking out of it is that the hip Biscuits? The crystallized hibiscus. Oh wait, no, you're right. That's like I'm, pocky, I, isn't it? Yeah, you're isn't right. It sticks of it's ten cents worth of chocolate is, covered hibiscus pocky. is that little the, the the drizzle of um little like crystals. Yes, but I'm yeah, you're right. What is that called? Yeah, I think you're right that it's it's pocky. I was getting confused that that was the hibiscus, but yeah, pocky is the thing. There's like four little posts of like a salty, like kind of pretzely kind of a yeah thing, and that's what you can really cleanse the palate with. So uh, that for the loaded I mean, whip. it does look good, and I thought it would be a little overwhelming. Uh, to eat with one person because I wanted to try the lim- Lumpia and I also wanted to get $20 worth of pizza. Two pizzas uh, in the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I I knew you had had that. Um, I also like, I'm like, I mean, that does look good, but like, you're not fooling me. I know wholesale, like, that's cheap fruit to buy. That's cheap. That's five cents worth of five you're, cents. You're, cents out, worth you're of doing the profit esque math in your brain, outsmarting this dessert well, place. Okay, but here's you're not at the point yet, though. Like like some old men, where you like kind of tell all the employees that you know. No, no, I've seen Jesus that Christ, happen. No. Where like you're at the grocery store, and they're like, you know, you can get this for cheaper at this other. And they're like, uh huh, okay, here twenty twenty five dollars <laughs> your total. But uh, that's a few years away, I think, yeah. from you explaining to the to well, Rosita. Nice, <laughs> you know, this is all whole set pocky or 10 cents a pop. So, <laughs> well, really but just is. thinking about that, I mean, the Dole Whip, the Dole Whip Swirl was five sixty nine. The Lumpia was six ninety nine. <laughs> this the is pizzas, a live profit episode. I'm like, picturing little infographics while you talk. <laughs> so and then it's also conf- so no annual pass discount. Yeah, but right. No annual Bengal pass. Barbecue, which is a similar stand with seats, does give an annual pass discount. Mm-hmm. So kind of confusing in that sense sure now side note if you're comparing those two things uh my wife a vegetarian didn't really like veggie bow uh and has become a big fan of veggie uh like shish kebab or the skewers uh uh so better veggie option cheaper with an annual pass so uh bengal barbecue is winning points uh right now what else what did you guys have when you went besides the veggie bow um i had done the chicken bow and i'm actually like i really want to do the beef one because that one almost looks the best and looks like it fits with the sauce the best uh yeah uh, I, i need to but i like i like the chicken well enough uh and i went on a very rainy the cold day so the steam coming out of that thing was great it was just what i needed if i had it on a regular day would i like as much i don't know we just had regular sort of soft serve swirls uh not really like loaded or whipified uh aaron had one with raspberry and she found that to be kind of like medicine she uh, mm. uh she thought that was like a, a taste of like nyquil or something i liked mine more which was orange 
uh, pineapple swirl. Um, I thought in a good way, it reminded me of a Flintstones push pop. Oh, wow. That's a great, yeah, that yeah. orange yeah. flavor. That kind of fake orange flavor, good. but yeah. I like it. So I was happier, all told, uh, than, than my wife. So, but I, so I veer more positive um, so far, but I, I hear all the, the I hear the <laughs> negative uh, points. I think my I think I was okay with it because I got the same swirl. I think the sweetness of the raspberry balanced out the like you know more tartness of the pineapple. Mm-hmm. But raspberry it, it 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 can be it's a hard flavor sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she felt the artificiality mm. of it. Uh, yeah, I would like time. to try that raspberry. Um, um, and she and she tried my orange uh, uh, pineapple and found it superior. Yeah, uh, the the loaded whip has the pineapple and orange swirl together. Okay. I, I wasn't putting it together that it tastes like Flintstones, but I think that makes sense to me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little nice um, little flavor flesh. Well, you had a, a fruit cocktail dumped on top, so <laughs> coated in sugar. Yeah, uh, we had the bow, we had the vegetable bow, and the beef bow. Um, both good. I liked both of them. Um, I wasn't blown away. I think we're getting to the point where if it was three dollars and not six dollars, yeah, perhaps. Mm-hmm. That would be a different thing because once we pay for everything, I was like, holy crap. Holy crap. So you <laughs> yeah. get one bow for $6, right? Yes. That's one bow for $6. It's yes. pretty small. And we, I, I'm sure if you look at bow prices I mean, on the streets where the real bow, it's probably uh, the cheapest thing possible. In Glendale, like Din Tai Fung, uh, which is like a real bow, like bow and bun and, and soup dumplings and... Uh, uh, from Asia, there's a location in Glendale, California. It's amazing. It's great. And, but nothing mm-hmm. is like super expensive. And like for like one order, you get at least like six of mm-hmm. each item. But how and, is anybody surprised? Are you surprised at the, that Disney pricing sucks? I am not. I'm just surprised that it's like six dollars for one. Ba- I thought it would at least be like two in a pairing sure. or stuff. When get- when those the, the Bengal prices are great. The Bengal prices are good. I guess that's yeah. sort of what I was comparing it to where I was like, oh, yeah, the, I don't ever feel like so ripped off at Bengal barbecue. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's plenty of play, overpriced things at Disney, but it did feel it's so funny because it's such a, a small difference. It does feel like it's a dollar more than it should be. Yeah. <laughs> There's Five dollars, so I probably wouldn't be as like... Yeah, you're, you're like Disney, like overcharged radar. It like goes up a little bit here where it's like, yeah. it's just because you're used to a certain amount of being overcharged. And then this one feels like it's a dollar more than that. And that's why we're like, hey, they're <laughs> taking advantage of us. Well, and the lack of annual pass discount in like an identical <sighs> survey. Yeah, I get that. Because like, but the but you don't get an annual pass discount on ice cream and you don't get it on Dole Whip. So I get that yeah, there's some yeah. thing there. And then like certain carts and food carts, you don't get an annual pass discount as well. So, you know, they could do it. That'd be nice. But there is some precedent for it, at least. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I was like comparing the two receipts of like, I don't know, two pizzas <laughs> you and right? two things. Uh, I don't know, but see, because I had outside the, the gate. It is outside the gate, but I had the opposite reaction of like, I was surprised that the prices were still low at this pizza uh, takeaway thing. Now, I think that's also a trick because Napolini 
that you used to get like a $4 pizza slice. Now you're getting a seven ninety five whole pizza. So they're getting you to buy more, but I was surprised that it's still only seven ninety five, and the annual pass works there. They may also just be trying to uh, siphon off people who might just walk to the other side of the Esplanade because there's a pizza press at that first hotel across the street. So it is comparable it's a long to walk though. It's a long walk, but it is uh, the prices are comparable to Blaze Pizza Rev Pizza Press these fast fire pizza places. <laughs> and the crust was better. Like I did I like Napolini a lot. I think it is a great food option and easily the best pizza on Disney property. Oh, wow. Um yeah, and cheaper than the sit better down than restaurant. Pizza port? I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> We're talking uh, about values like a single slice at like a slice of sub Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> At pizza port is like is up to like six bucks. Like is yeah. it that much? It's horrible. So go wow. to downtown Disney and go to Napoli Day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's huh. your tip. Do you feel good? Do you feel like uh you ended the day achieving value or not? I got out of there with like ten minutes left. And then I think there is a 15 minute grace period. So I think I could have stuck around for 25 more minutes in the park. But man, uh, noon on a Friday, it was already getting crowded. I had time for one ride. What did you guys think I rode? Casey Jr. No. The boat? Yeah, the boat. I rode the Mark Twain <laughs> around. Because the train, like, I, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just take the train back to Main Street. Two trains filled up, and I was still like, in line like mm -hmm. there was that crowded <laughs> mm. um uh, how long did the pizzas last you went down friday how long did you I stretch had out for dinner saturday night you had both pizzas uh no i had like two slices at downtown disney two slices friday night and then the rest saturday, uh, saturday night, night. Okay. yeah Okay. I was just wondering was if you were of... rationing it out still to like right now. Oh, like no. Homer no. with the sandwich. You made a pizza oh. broth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some cups of pizza it's, soup. It's better aged. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk we'll, a little. We'll put all those numbers. We'll do the diagram. We'll animate diagrams of all of the pricing. And, right. Uh, sure. And post that. Our graphics team will uh, go on that. <laughs> I mean, so that's my main thing. I like the, um, of course, we haven't talked about the oars. Uh, well, yeah, we're going to talk mm. about a little bit of the scenery. I was going to say, as far as food, I was looking around for this because this does feel like once alcohol comes into the park in Star Wars land, mm -hmm. this feels like one of the prime spots for yeah. a tiki drink. So I was looking around and like, do they have anything that would like a hint of like a hookup for a bar of any kind? <laughs> I didn't see anything, mm -hmm. but this is per like nothing would be better than sitting here at eight or nine o'clock at night with a tiki drink and watching the jungle cruise boats go by I one mean, in the afternoon my man don't right, worry sure. waiting that long How about nine in the in the morning yeah <laughs> but like they only have pineapple juice like they need there's not even like well, passion know. fruit or guava or something well, i would assume they would expand it exactly. uh, at a certain point but i wonder if there is like a in like a secret case somewhere with a lock and it's like as soon as we are like we're go on liquor at Disneyland, they open it up and like a couple different places you can do it. And this has to be one of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just seems like it's the perfect place that's already. What does anyone think is going to happen if we put 
one ounce of alcohol into our tiki desserts <laughs> that like shit is going to hit the fan. People are going to be barfing into the jungle cruise river. Like I know I people don't are going to be knocking Rosita off her perch <laughs> into the, like into the, Have into you the spent deep. time in orange County, Scott, <laughs> <laughs> but you can drink everywhere else oh, on that property and do like, where is it chaos anywhere? Right. This argument that like Walt would be, uh, I mean, we've said it, uh, number yeah, of I, times but madden what are we i can't I believe mean, that disney has stuck with it that for somewhere trying to soak you for as much money as possible how isn't it crazy that in crazy. 2019 disney is still like has a morality claw like there's a fake morality claw are you, you can yeah. walk a hundred feet and get as hammered as you want Mm-hmm. In so many places. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, my favorite, one of my favorite things probably Bob Iger has ever done is that crack about Walt taking slugs or having a drink in his office and stuff. Mm-hmm. And People- then he had to apologize because the CEO was not supposed to say, say facts about the founder of the company. About-, about and also, hey, as I'm <laughs> advocating for on this show all the time, the idea of a somebody who likes to have a drink, this being like a dirty <laughs> <laughs> the sin. What are we talking about? The Walt Disney in the fifties likes to have a drink in his office. Oh, what a pervert! Like, what are we mad about? That Iger had to yeah. apologize for that. Are like, and on the spectrum of fifties businessmen, he was like probably one of the most sparkling, clean functioning alcoholics. Yeah, there's so many other things Iger should apologize for. <laughs> Number one, Solo. <laughs> Folks, as I've said on recent episodes, I had only just seen Solo and I am still upset. <laughs> oh, oh, you really very recently did? Yeah. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, had not seen it. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. An unpleasant film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, name your uh, least favorite character. Oh, least favorite. Well, it would. <laughs> your 20 least favorite characters. I mean, I, I think least favorite moment is having to watch Lando mourn. <laughs> Oh, like boy. having to watch uh, Lando process death. I'll uh, say this. Was... Uh, that's a weird moment in the movie, but one of the better moments in my mind. <laughs> mm. uh, spoiler alert. Lando has like a female robot that, that he fucks. Right. Well, they imply they that, imply they, they, that like, they've had sex, but they don't do it or they don't they show say, it. Like we make it work like. Yeah, there's an implication that the ro- the robot and Lando are romantic, um, but then the robot has a brutal death. Brutal death. Mm. And then Lando is like very sad. And it goes through multiple stages of grief. Yeah. Um, and I will say one of the better parts of the movie in my mind. I guess. <laughs> Yikes. What a blast. That certainly <laughs> seems like more fun than uh, hundreds of Lord Miller jokes. Why would we yeah. want that in our movie? Not oh, the no. per- people I... Would have thought should have been fired because of that movie. I mean, recent Academy Award winners. Yes. Recent when the movies were, when the nominations were said, the applause for Spider-Man was deafening in the the theater. Like, Incredibles 2, yay. We have to (gasps) keep the the USC professor and his his little boy on. We have to keep them. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. That was a super villain delivery. I would like to flash out and show, uh, paint a picture of how Jason delivered that he <laughs> had his arms crossed and then as he said that well his right arm kind of like 
fluttered it away, like flicked it away, like this very dismissive. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, as you said, it was a very well, super the, villain. The 20th most successful Kennedy. Uh, it's um, an evil yes. gesture you could have done while holding a cat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Still more clear evil motivation than any villain <laughs> in Solo. <laughs> the, what's Woody Harrelson's character's name? God, Brett? I was, I was just... <laughs> <laughs> Brian. He's like... <laughs> I was honestly, that's... I was trying no to make a joke to about it. producer of Brett. I was trying to make a joke about it, and I could not for the life of me remember. Woody Harrelson's character in Solo has the most screen time, maybe the most dialogue of all the characters for some weird reason. Uh, And I cannot remember his name. Hmm. Um, Well, look, there's more important names that we have to get to, and that's the names on the oars. Yeah, members yeah. of C. Member of C, members of C. Now, read now. Just briefly explain C from the ground up again. <sighs> okay, C stands for Society of Explorers and Adventurers, and it is a fictional group uh, made up by. We don't know if it's like Joe Rody, but it seems to come about in Pleasure Island. Uh, time, which is what twenty five ish more than that years ago. These things factor into his ride seemingly right. the most. Yes, um, and other stuff has been grandfathered in, sort of the the big Thunder Mountain lineage, uh, Jason right. Chandler and, and Barnabas T. Bullion. It it ties basically yeah it ties multiple rides in multiple Disney parks across the world together by saying all of the people that maybe owned the ride or were in charge of the ride or had something to do with the ride all belong to the secret society. Of like rich maniacs. So yeah, as you were saying, Barnabas T. Bullion owns big or owned Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Harrison Hightower at the Tower of Terror in Tokyo, he owns that hotel. So all these characters are in one little special club. And they're not all from the same era necessarily, but they're they've all belonged to this club at various points in time. Um, yeah, correct. Like some would be yeah. from like the, is isn't Schweitzer of Schweitzer Falls. One of the oars. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a character he's from a, the Jungle Dr. Cruise mythology. Dr. Albert Falls. Dr. Al. Oh, oh. Schweitzer, right, right, oh, I think, the is yeah, the real man. Schweitzer's yeah. a real person. Okay. okay yeah. Um, uh, Carmelia. I, I, Where's my... Carmelia Falco. Uh, one of the, the oars, po- the earliest member of this, of C, and recently announced as the, the character in uh, Soren fantastic flight which is coming to tokyo disney sea but this was her hmm. first mention was in this and then they announced her for was that as an well so the, all right so the, the thing if you haven't been the thing is that all of these characters are attributed with oars hanging right next to where you pay uh, for your bow <laughs> not a convenient place to dilly dally no much like where rosita is not uh, a good place to hang out and take pictures of dorky shit um, and yet that's where they put them. But I, but I think this is a fun, uh, you know, it, it, that's a, it's a fun little Easter egg. And if they're starting to tie all of this mythology together, that they can do something like this, it makes it, I think it elevates the, what could just be kind of a really just a quick service restaurant into, oh, it's like, st- it's placemaking and it ties together something from Tokyo or Hong Kong. Or- yeah. I mean, it's, I think that's what was kind of exciting about seeing Rosita there, like in the art was it was like, oh, this is not just going to be this is obviously going to be touched by some nerdy imagineering people. I, obviously, we didn't know that there would be like sea paddles, but just Rosita itself is such an inside reference. You knew that there's going to be some aspect of that and there's going to be some his, there's already history happening here. And then the sea paddles were just an extra little cherry on the top of like, oh, yeah, OK, this isn't just some like 
the corporate people didn't just go, yeah, just serve, serve them some different colored Dole Whips or whatever that they were like, got yes. their, they got approved little references. And then a tease to the character that would be coming to Tokyo Disney Sea. But then there, there were three, like I looked at the full list again on, on the Disney wiki. Um, and all of the characters had their own pages except three S Shio, Dr. J L Batterista and chef, Tanja, Tandaji, uh, those did not have any entrance, so those might be teases too right, to upcoming right. attractions. And an Imagineer mm. was quoted as saying, "Like there is hints of upcoming attractions in Tropical Hideaway." Mm. I mean, that's fantastic. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah. don't know what's coming that involves like adventurers. Yeah, that's the problem because everything is coming is IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is like where yeah, where are you going to put stuff like that? I've I'm trying to think like. Yeah, Soren in Japan is is like an original Disney ride. The chef makes me think a restaurant yeah, that yeah. could be coming. I mean, there's lots of hotel work being done in Florida. Well, they just did the uh, um, what Mary? What's her name? Uh, Mary Oceanier. They just did some stuff with her, and um, she's uh, on the cruise ship uh, and on Pleasure Island. Yeah, so I feel like maybe her now. And- for a little while, Not the Society of Explorers and Adventurers are going to be like uh, regulate reg, uh, relegated to uh, non rides. <laughs> oh yeah, well, and I mean, I have to. I would bet money on it, like something in the Jungle Cruise movie. I mean, it's been pushed oh, maybe. for a while. Oh, now that movie. Well, also the there's a little clues in the places because uh, Chef Tandaji works on the Irrawaddy River. Uh, real river in Myanmar. Um, so okay, well, that's not so that's Burma. Right. Um, is like, is that possible? I don't know where the jungle cruise uh, hmm. takes place. Is that India? Um, I don't know. We have to look it up. I'm mm. glad you said I both only know names, fake geography and not real ones. So we're not taking sides in the, <laughs> the there's a conflict, never ending yeah. conflicks in Myanmar slash Burma. Well, this the only side I take is the side of Trevor Noah being our greatest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what it's a great, great time to be in the Trevor Noah business. <laughs> Early March. He heals uh, us with laughter. Uh, um anyway. Uh uh Hey, you know what else? I think the auras themselves are neat. They didn't just mm-hmm. like stack up 10 ores. There's cool textures on these things. There are various levels of aging. One has an arrow in the side. One had some bites taken out of it. One has a crocodile skull attached to it. Is that Meriwether Pleasures? I think so. Yeah. From, yes. He, he I guess, being the founder of Pleasure Island. Right. Which is crazy that like this whole, this defunct attraction that was essentially like a nightclub place where we went to see some disco is, att- is attached now to this same mythology that links up the Tower of Terror in Japan. Well, sure. And Jason Chandler was going to be one of the like main like story points of Discovery Bay. And oh. then they he was a young inventor. And so then they kind of factored him in into the big thunder mythos that he made the drilling machine that Barnabas T. Bullion bought to mm. drill into the right. mountain. And then he was like, Barnabas, I don't know if you want to, there's a lot of spooky stuff happening. Maybe you should dial back. <laughs> but he's Barnabas's thirst for gold <laughs> drove him further. Oh, wow. And, wow. Uh, the thing I missed, which is embarrassing to say, is that we didn't go in Tokyo and you're going to go to Tokyo soon. Mm-hmm. There's a restaurant in Disney Sea called Magellan's. Okay. And just like, you know, you can't hit everything. So I was just like, oh, yeah, we didn't get to Magellan's. I think it's a little more expensive, but whatever. Magellan's is the headquarters of C. 
Oh. So you have to go to Magellan's I'll go to Magellan's back. for the report, yes. And anything I find, I'll take pictures of anything on the wall, even if I don't understand it. Yeah. I will uh, copiously uh, yeah, get ready so, for Magellan's. Yeah, that's where they all hang out. Cool. Okay. Neat. Neat. So they all got to fly to Japan in their, like, balloons and dirigibles. And, well, uh, but it's not technically Japan. Oh. You know what I mean? It's like... What part of, t- of Disney Sea is it in? What's the air, the theme? It's area? by the volcano and stuff. So what? Mm, what part is that? It might that still is. be is that around the mysterious Jap- island. Yeah, yeah. So it's mm. not really Japan it's in the fiction. That's, uh, like uh, I Jules see. Verne kind Good of. point. Uh, <laughs> I got. I got to get my head. Started. I didn't think I realized one of the things that like kind of tanked uh, Discovery Bay was the the sort of lackluster results of Island at the Top of the World, oh, okay. the movie. Uh huh. Um, Gotcha. Yeah, I had never known that. Um, do you think somebody on one of these oars is a character from the Dwayne Johnson Jungle Cruise movie? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. maybe. That I could mean, be it. That seems right. Yeah, I I, I would assume because there's a lot of been a lot of talk for years now because they've been this they just pushed this movie back another year for some weird reason from mm-hmm. scheduling. But they've been talking about this right this this movie for so long. They've been talking about ride upgrades for so long as well. Mm-hmm. So it would seem like this is something they're expecting to be a giant hit and expecting that they'll get money now to redo Jungle Cruises across the world. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if they this was a real like synergy uh, relationship from the start. But Mm. potentially, I mean, I was just listening to uh, an older Disney dish on the drive over about how like Imagineering has been told to pump the brakes on the, uh, the Mary Poppins. Yes. Well, sure. That's true. Returns, uh, sort of attractions for the UK (sighs) pavilion. That's Jim Hill, right? Yeah. Cite your sources. I said Disney dish. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. Uh, You're right. I missed it. Um, now I feel like this happens a lot because that happened with Gigantic for the yeah, they have a lot of grand plans and then the movie doesn't, but like when does a movie go according to play? Like, when has a movie besides like Infinity War? Well, every Marvel Awakens been like the openings they expect, yeah, like only Marvel movies. Can you at this at this moment in time count on? I think because yeah, I don't. I think Mary Poppins just according to Jim just broke even across the world and now is making money. Mm-hmm. So it was not a runaway success. And they were talking sequel, but who knows? Yeah. So that's... so what you're saying is we will see a Captain Marvel Air Force recruiting center. Well, uh, it's like a, just a, yeah, one of those just guys sign with up. the desk. It's basically yeah, just, just a sign, a sign up. up. It's just an angry person uh, going like, you, you got what it takes, kid? And then you <laughs> sign up and then, yeah, you're in the military or in the Air Force. I've been over here fantasizing about if if in fact this is a reference to the Jungle Cruise movie, I would like to see a new mythology society set up, which is I'm calling SOAR, S-O-R, Society of Rocks. And this is the <laughs> mythology that ties together all of the identical jungle running around <laughs> rocks, of which there are now three, I believe. Uh, I have the IMDB up uh, in Jungle Cruise. His name is Frank in... Uh, at Rampage, his name is Davis Okoye, and in Jumanji, he's Spencer. <laughs> so let's start tying together. They all wear sort of like similar, uh, uh, like just like explorer hats or mm-hmm. like open shirts, mainly open shirts. So right. if they like have, if they like 
took all of those busted open broad chest shirts and hung them up on a wall somewhere. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's, that'll, and then so they have sore. We have sore, sea and space. Mm-hmm. Which well, is, space is the one we're inventing. Right. But a lot of people. That's all the cosmic teach. ones. People had some great acronyms. But we're not. For that. We're, those are great. But we're, we're still working on the. Yeah. What they and, mean. This is, and maybe I could also propose a society of uh, food centric animatronics. Oh yeah, that's good oh, too. That's good. Of yeah. uh, of foodamatronics, digestomatronics. What Di- about dynamatronics? Ooh, I like that. That's clean. That's All right. Thank so you. sawed the Society for Dynamatronics. Are there enough? Although it sounds, ooh, you know what problem though? It sounds a little like dinosaur. Confusing potentially yeah. with if you are mm. a dynamatronic. Interesting. Yeah. You just gotta put that E in there. Are there mm. enough characters in the park that drink? Like I can think of a pirate or two with a bottle of wine to make a club for like winos. Mm. <laughs> the society, the the SFA, the Society of Functioning. Uh, <laughs> wait, or I guess well, it's it's a what AA is uh, alcoholics, uh, uh, alcoholics. Yeah, audio animatronic alcoholics anonymous. Oh, that's ah, good. <laughs> <A-A-A>. ah. <laughs> wow. Ooh, yeah. Who else drinks? Yeah. Um, I mean the pirates. Pirate. It's mainly pirates. Right, but there's got to be uh, uh, at the table in the Haunted Mansion, someone's drinking, because mm-hmm. you see it go oh, into them. The old Humphrey Bogart watches the old uh, Ingrid Bergman animatronic get on that plane, he takes a swig from a flask in his coat. Mm. <laughs> that whole that whole sequence He's an, uh, the most advanced audio animatronic sequence ever made <laughs> that they d- demolished <laughs> Yeah, he's in uh, uh, and, uh, Ugo, yeah. Ugo's Canteen Okay, Cantina. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I have to th- sing it in the rain. Uh, Gene Kelly out of a trotic was a little tipsy mm, in that mm, scene, right? I have yeah, to. Fine, he's in. Yeah, all right. Uh, Mary, movie, Mary Poppins has all that. She's drinking all that medicine. There's got to be some alcohol in there, oh, right? Oh, that's yeah. how medicine used to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she may have Mary Poppins. She's, she's in, in awe. She's in awe. Like <laughs> um, we're forgetting a big one. Who else? There's got to be. Who yeah. else drink? But are they secret alcoholics? Which they they very well might be. Right. Um, yeah. Rocket Raccoon drinks. Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. He, he drinks in down. the first Guardians. He gets real hammered. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he's an ah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this feel... is a, this is my kind of crew. <laughs> I like all these. This is these are a lot of my favorite characters. You and Poppins and Ra- Rocket. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know Rex gets down too. He's he's at that bar every day. He's yeah, he getting is free drinks. Probably it's probably how they pay him is in drinks. He he is yeah. You definitely get some drink tickets. Uh, <laughs> he but I feel like he is constantly pouring liquid into his what would be his mouth and it's sparking and he goes oh no I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Wait, I can't drink. Oh no, I'm still getting used to my digestive my programming. programming. Uh, um, and you know what? To tie it back together, Chuck E. Cheese gets down too. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Oh, he's got it on bowler, tap. bowler hat, Chucky. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's why I like that guy. He's. I, I'm imagining like a uh, who's the who's the drummer, uh, 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 Buddy Rich, like a Buddy Rich <laughs> tape of uh, <laughs> Chuck scolding the Munch's make believe band. Right. Um, just like you got to stay on rhythm, Munch. You're you're, you're you're fucking flat every time. <laughs> I mean, are you going to make that video now, aren't you? I guess I'll have, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the secret check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like, yeah. Yeah, like, like Pasquale, I took a risk on you, taking you out of the kitchen. Maybe I should put you back in there. Maybe I put you on toilet duty. It's because you're, you're drumming is shit. Hey, uh, can uh, 
can security come over here? There's a guy who's been sitting right by the stage for an hour just videotaping. <laughs> He's not bothering anyone, but I feel bothered. <laughs> and murmuring lines to himself in a, in a quiet Chuck voice. He keeps voice. talking about alts. He keeps, he keeps writing down like notes on one pad and then like alt, something called alts on index cards. <laughs> And he's up, and he's up to his third glass of white wine, which is served to Chuck E. Cheese. Sure, um, I'll head there after this. Um, we should walk over there. After this. Do we not do the? Uh, 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 I'm. I can go either way. way. How long? How long have we been doing? What did I say? First time. Fifty-five. Now this is forty-two minutes. So uh, we're almost at. We're almost at forty. One hour forty. Hmm. So it's plenty. I was saying I wanted to do it, but um, yeah. I would like to do it, but for the sake of time. Yeah, yeah. That's what we can hold call it, it for another. Yeah, then maybe we could. We mine, did it before. Mine also. I would like to have more time to research it because I just ah. went down a real. I found something oh, okay. new this morning. Oh, really? Okay. That ties into like KTLA TV history. Oh my god! And oh my god. I'm fascinated with why it is associated. Why this hmm. character is associated with Disneyland? Oh wow! So, um, huh. I have an episode that could, I had an idea I was going to pitch you guys that it could tie into. So that's like another thing. We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. So, um, how else do we get Follow out of there? Check, wrap up last thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have um, one other little stupid thing I want to bring up. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Straight, straight to Chuck E. Cheese, straight to the, uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Straight to the, the wine, uh, uh, the wine aisle. I'll bring, uh, I'll bring order. up <laughs> mobile order wine is good. Uh, I'll bring up one thing I like, which is just a nerdy thing is that the original Tahitian Terrace, Tahitian Terrace had a sign that said sun kissed, I presume, which uh, is like a reference to, uh, Dr. Livingston, I presume. Yeah. Uh, and now the new Tropical Hideaway has something that says Dole Whip, I presume. Oh. So another nerdy cute. reference to a classic thing, which, again, you feel it. Nerds like us feel the detail, mm -hmm. which is why you want to go back to a place Keep like this. Keep doing it. We a love thing it. I discovered, uh, not uh, not everything from Aladdin's Oasis uh, terrible. They preserved a lot of the beautiful me metallic and glass lamps and stuff. Oh, yeah. I like and they're those. off in the corner and it says like lamps for sale that looks very uh pretty and a nice nod to the history of the area mm -hmm. Hmm. i like that too yeah i like yeah. all i like all the little like uh scenic things and rugs and yeah all that stuff's fun good lamps good, good oars lamps. great lamps Fine, okay food mixed food but i have a nice feeling about it anyway mixed yeah. food i'll say this like yeah like mike said it might just be like a dollar too much so i'd say put that annual pass discount in there <laughs> but you know, they may not want people, they, they want people to come and they want mm. people to spend. But when I was there, I was like eating on a trash can for a while until a table opened <laughs> up. Uh, and, and even then I'm like looking around and it's like, oh, people have posted up. And then I, am, yeah. and then I was looking around and like, oh, families with kids are looking for mm. a table. So then I'm like woofing it down because I feel very guilty just being a single person taking up a table for four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're just, and you're cursing that they, without that annual pass discount, you, you blew 60 oh, cents. Cursing up a storm, yelling, you're lucky I'm going to get. $20 worth of personal pizzas after this. Uh, which I have to say, one of the uh, the pizzas, again, I recommend Napolini. Pizzas were good. Except one said it came with pancetta on it, like pancetta onions and cherry peppers. I thought that was going to be like the little crispy, kind of fatty chunks of bacon. 
and it was like shaved pork. It was more like like Italian pork kind of. So which was okay, but not what, what, what I was expecting. <laughs> anyway, definitely check out Travel Hideaway and check out Napolini too if you need a quick bite in Downtown Disney. Where <laughs> to get ad. your <laughs> parking validated? What an ad. Something tells me we're even though we talked about it here, we're not done talking about it in general. I think Napolini is uh, maybe there's a Napolini month. <laughs> maybe <laughs> four episodes about Napolini. Oh boy! Uh, all right, yeah, I, that's I like it. Uh, all that would make it better is plus it up. Is let's get just a couple tiki drinks in there. It doesn't have to be a full bar. There's not a ton of room. Make them pre made. I don't care. Put a jug under the whatever counter. Just pineapple juice and put some rum in there. Who gives a shit? Let let us have it. Let us have our medicine. <laughs> we just want <laughs> we just want to sit and watch boats go by. Of course, I understand, uh, you know, capacity yeah. wise. But whatever. Let us uh, put put those spots all over the park so it, we can you know we don't have to all be in one centralized location. Oh, sure. uh, cast members were also all great. There, lots of people walking around taking trays. Uh, all the people behind the counter, very quick, very helpful. Uh, I know it probably sucks working at a new restaurant the first six months yeah. as they're figuring stuff True. out. Everyone was really good. Mm. That's great. Um, well, I say, uh, yeah, give us our medicine, make this the first place you turn on when liquor goes park wide, which yeah. is, will happen. As soon as Star Wars is a hit, I would think. Yeah, it's got to. Uh, and I say retroactively make things right. Every once in a while, do a show where you let a woman punch Indiana Jones in the face <laughs> over and over again. Great. Yeah, I think that's easy now because this is this is still pretty general. So yeah, you can run shows in there once in a while. Yeah, there's yeah, it's crowded, but uh, yeah, crowded. But I mean, I'm saying it's not tied to another IP. So mm. you know, let Rosita attack him. Yeah, great. Yeah. Bite his, peck his face. Yeah, this is for Crystal Skull. <laughs> A fridge? Are you kidding me? Peck, Bring peck, back peck. Mutt Williams. <laughs> Justice for Mutt. Justice for Mutt. Mike, uh, Mike, by the way, gave me for my birthday one year a Mutt Williams action figure. That's true, yeah. I did. I also maintain Mutt is a fine character. I yeah. Mud is down the on the number twenty on the list of of issues oh, with that movie. That might, Things wrong with that. That movie. might be true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love that switchblade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it funny? That's, sure. That's that's hip stuff, Daddy O. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, all right, you survive podcast the ride. Uh, thanks so much for uh, uh, taking a trip to the tropical hideaway. If you want to hear uh, more nonsense, including an upcoming uh, a, a net uh, episode. Oh, I'm what so was that naming? For what was that uh, naming? structure uh hawaiian oh, there's a hawaiian album and italian and then there's like a workout album and i forgot the name of it so how do you patreon uh oh patreon <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great yeah podcast ride goes patreon and you'll be able to hear that at patreon.com slash podcast the ride uh check us out on our, our twitter our instagram our facebook and our subreddit program by the nice guy who you met at the tropical hideaway yes and then you um, yelled at no <laughs> you're doing a heck of a job robert i'm assuming ours is a lot less maintenance than the Doughboys one, which you said you were also a, an admin on. It's a, Godspeed. Getting into suicide bomber territory over there. <laughs> uh, it's chaos. Uh, and uh, hey, if you're out and about and you see our favorite band, hashtag full munch. Um, and otherwise, we'll uh, to do a new episode next week. What a catchy sign off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hashtag full munch. Um, hashtag full munch. Bye bye. <laughs> Forever. Dog.
This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.